Hey, Hirschbachers, welcome back to another episode of Getting Schmidt Done. Thanks for joining us this week. Happy to be joined by somewhat of a Hirschbach legend, Danny Wright. <laughs> How are you, Danny? I'm a bit of a legend. <laughs> legend in my own mind, anyway. <laughs> uh, Danny's been here for a while. There's not, I'm working my way up the, the rankings of uh, the tenured employee list, but you got me, Danny. So um, uh, we're happy to have you. Uh, Danny's going to kick us off with our safety message. Um, so one of my sa favorite safety messages is get out and look because um, when it comes to like pre-trips and stuff, a lot of that stuff can be prevented, you know, mm -hmm. like blown tires and busted airlines and things like that. If you're getting out and look, do your pre-trip the way you're supposed to, then hopefully something like that doesn't happen to you in transit. But even more important is when you're at a shipper or receiver, get out and look because all of those accidents are preventable, 100% preventable. Yep. If you don't think you can make it, don't go there. Ask for help, get a spotter. You know, if it's dark or there's traffic, there's a lot of people out there that'll help you. For sure. So that's my favorite this week. Anyway. For sure. Yeah. And that's, that's probably our, our, I mean, that's our highest frequency is those, those types of accidents. Um, you know, get out and look, evaluate and guarantee whatever you want to say. Just, I mean, take your time and, and make sure you know where you're going. Like you got to know where your equipment's going. I know it's tough. I know some of us are out there and we, you know, you don't want to get out. You want to make it in one try. You know, you don't want to pull forward a little bit, but uh, it's definitely worth the time for sure. Um, okay, great, great message, Danny. It's uh, definitely hits, it's the nail on the head this week, absolutely. Uh, last week we had 22 preventables, uh, which was down from 23 the week before. So far this week we're at 10. We're having a really, That's really good. solid start to our week. But what is this weekend? We got a busy holiday I weekend, know. Danny. Holidays are crazy. So lots of extra traffic out there on the road. Um, we need to be vigilant and uh, and stay, make sure we're practicing our safe six and stay safe out there for sure. So uh, let's let's work together and, and finish our weekend strong. Absolutely. Um, next up is our anniversaries. Uh, celebrating one year with us. Uh, Good list of one-year anniversaries. Kevin Avery, Gregory Perkins, Robin Peters, Ricardo Steele, Lavoris Thomas, Chris Gerke, Rosa Robles, Troy Bales, Roderick Boykins, Dustin Johnson, Jonathan Wise, Aaron Love, and Catherine Westcura. Jonathan's mine. Go, Jonathan. <laughs> Actually, congrats, Jonathan. Uh, that's one year. Uh, two years at Hirschbach, Robert Cox, Muhammad Ali, and Stephen Davis. Celebrating three years at Hirschbach, Josette Cook. John Mooser, Clarence Williamson, and Gavin Merrick. Celebrating six years, Kenneth Sloniker. Celebrating seven years, Frank Christopher. And celebrating nine years, John Hendricks. Congratulations. Oh, nine years. Nine years Congratulations. Is, yeah, for sure. Congrats to everyone. All of them. Congrats to everyone, for sure. I think that one-year mark is the... Uh, one year is a really big deal yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. We know how many other opportunities there are, are out there. You know, it's you guys have to make a really good relationship really quickly between you yourself and the driver leader. And one year is a big deal and yeah. we're, we're super happy for, for you guys. And, uh, we're happy that you spend your time with us. So thank you. All right. <coughs> Danny's turn for the lukewarm seat. That's what we call it here. On what? The lukewarm. It's not the hot seat. It's the lukewarm oh, seat. Okay. I grill you with some questions, Danny. So, all right. I'm ready. All right. I kind of, I hinted on this one already, but, uh, how long have you been at Hirschbach? January 1st will be 25 years. Nice. Two and a half decades. When you say it in decades, yeah, that, uh, 
I, I think mean, someone it's good for me, but for sure it makes me feel old. When someone someone told me recently, once it's over twenty, you're just supposed to say twenty plus years. It makes you, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm like that. that. Oh no, I have earned every <laughs> yeah, year. <laughs> There's two sides of that coin for sure. Depends who you're telling to, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so twenty five years. Congratulations. That's a, that's amazing. Thank you. Why? I hope you like trucking at least a little bit. Why do you like it? <laughs> You know, that is that is such a complicated question. I have such a passion for this job. Maybe it's because I feel like the job that I do helps a lot of people. Yeah. And it's uh, never boring. Um, I've never sat here and got oh, just so bored. It's it's always something different. Um, I think I'm pretty good at it. You know, I worked my way up from the bottom. My family was in trucking. Um, yeah, I just like working with the drivers. I really do. At the end of the week, if they're going home with a paycheck and they're happy, yeah. that makes me feel accomplished. And I think everybody wants that in their job. They want to feel like they're making a difference. And I feel like I do that. For sure. We have a lot of, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> Talk with my hands. Talk your hands. I should like have been Italian. Cause I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Right? <laughs> um, no, it's you, everyone here at Hirschbach, but especially the driver leader position, um, get a lot of responsibility. You know, there's, you're in control of a lot of stuff out there and, uh, you got a lot of tri drivers lives, you know, and the drivers, you guys were feeding America, you know, it's, yeah. it sounds a little cliche, cliche to say yeah. that, but it's true. It's true. It's so true. And you drivers know, move the world for sure. And a lot of people forget that. So, mm -hmm. um, it, it's, I, I totally agree with you. So that's one of that's, I, that's what I like about trucking as well. So uh, what do you like? So you kind of gave us an answer already, but, you know, what's your favorite thing to do at work or is it just work with the drivers? Is that kind of your favorite? Um, I actually teaching, whether it be with the drivers or other driver leaders, you know, because I have a lot of youngsters. I call them the youngsters coming up behind me. And, you know, ever, after being around so long, I do have a lot of knowledge to give them. Mm -hmm. And if I can even give them just a little bit of the passion that I have for this job and especially this company, then... I really like that. Agree. So, I mean, 25, you must have started here right, right at 18, right at high school, right? <laughs> the, then. Um, just, let's see. I have, uh, my son was three. I think three. Nancy Thompson would know because she was watching him while I was working. Bahama, on the hours. Bahama mama. Bahama mama. Nancy Thompson. Uh, the only truck he's ever ridden in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started out in uh, entering logs when I was 20. Three? That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. It's gone by really fast some days when you think about it. For sure. Not when you say two decades. But yeah. yeah. We shouldn't, let's not say that again. No more decades. Because <laughs> that makes me start to feel old too. So um, yeah. what do you like to do outside of work? Uh, oh, you know, <laughs> oh, I do like to go to the gun range. Um, that's my, not new passion, but my reinvented passion. I used to do that when I was younger. Um, so I'm packing. Nobody should be messing with me. <laughs> no, um, I like to do that. Um, I like to get outside. Anything that has to do with the beach or the ocean, yeah. anything water-related, I'm there. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if it's hot outside, I either want to be in the water or in the house. But I hear you there. Movies, 
He was friends. You got some animals? Oh, Lord. Um, I I have four dogs now. We downgraded from five. It doesn't mean you necessarily like them, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I love my dogs. (laughs) I I love my dogs. Um, I mean, I live where I live because it's got a big yard, not because it's a great house. So that tells you how much I like my dogs. But we just got the cutest little corgi. I always liked big dogs. I didn't like the little yappers. Mm -hmm. And then I got a corgi, and oh, man, am I hooked. I'm in trouble now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Corgis are pretty cute little dogs. Oh, my gosh. They have such personality, too. They are just a little bit like me. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. Uh, What do you feel like your greatest accomplishment is? Lasting here 25 years. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) It's impressive. Not lasting here, but this this is a tough business. It is a tough business, but it is really rewarding. I mean... I don't have one major life-altering accomplishment other than being able to be successful in this business. You know, it's not easy. This is not an easy job. And I think I've taken to it pretty well, and I think people respect what I do. And, you know, that's all you can ask for at the end of the day. Yeah, respect your peers means a lot for sure, right? For sure. All right. So I think you answered it, kind of answered all the rest of my questions that I usually (laughs) ask. So I'll just skip, you know, there's a, there's a, is there a few things that you want to share? I mean, we have a good mix of drivers and uh, office, office staff that I think 17 total, right? Right, Jamie? I'm going to start calling him Jamie. Just kidding, Tom. Um, uh, is what else, what else would you want to share with them? What else you want to share today? Um, you said there's 17 people yeah, watching. 17. Only 17? Come on now. <laughs> so Maybe 1,700. The- yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, I think. Our value of respectful trust. I like that. Um, I think if we are empathetic toward the other side, so to speak, because again, there's no way that I can know what a driver goes through, even after being in this business as long as I have, walking a mile in somebody else's shoes, I think would go a long way. Yeah, you, so sorry, I don't wanna cut you off, but That's right. you've been here for 25 years. You might not be able to know exactly what they're going through, but I bet you have a different perspective than someone that's maybe just starting, right? For so, sure. what would you say to someone like that? So, you have to try to be empathetic and again, put yourself in somebody else's shoes, just like we don't know what the drivers go through. The drivers don't know what we go through either. Right. You know, they think it's okay, you sit there behind the computer and you send me my stuff and then you sit there and wait for the next load to come mm-hmm. along. That's not true. And that's just as unrealistic as thinking that a driver sits there and waits for his dispatch, drives, and then waits to get unloaded. Right. You know, it, there's a lot more to it than that. And trucking back when I got started is a lot different than trucking today. And even trucking from pre COVID to now is different. And, You really have to think about what that other person is going through. You know, these drivers, I hate to hear people say, well, they chose this profession. Mm -hmm. You know, when the driver is saying, I really need to get home because this is going on or my son's birthday is coming up and well, they chose this. Well, that may be true, but that doesn't mean that they don't have kids at home that cry when they leave. That doesn't mean that they don't have a wife at home that's missing them and needs their support. And we have to remember that when these, I talked to a driver yesterday and I'm not going to call him out. He's been out for two months, which is a long time for him. And he had a reason for staying out, but he's burnt out. Yeah. You know, it's living in a a little box sometimes alone. And if you are lucky enough to have a co-driver, then sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. That's a fine line. Yeah. Depending on how well you get along and what day it is. I do run a lot of teams. Yeah. So, um, 
so a little empathy. And then the drivers that are watching, I ask that, you know, they turn the tables. It's so I kind of call it like the Hirschbach assembly line because so everybody is at a spot on the assembly line from recruiting to orientation, orientation to maintenance, maintenance to leasing, you know, leasing to the DM saying, hi, this is who we are, to the CSR that books the load, schedules the load, fights with customers, fights with planners, to planners, back to the DL. So every single one of, and I'm sorry if I forgot anybody, because there's mm -hmm. a lot more to it than that, the safety coaches, everybody has a job to do. Everybody touches the life of that driver. So if you sure. think that, that number one, your job doesn't have an effect, it does. One of my favorite things that Richard huge. has said uh, over the past year that I've known him is there's only two jobs in trucking. There's drivers and driver support. And that's so, yeah. so, so true. <laughs> it's very and, true. And sometimes we forget that, you know, we sometimes do. myself included, I think I've been a lot better at it lately, but I think... Honestly, getting my CDL helped a lot and, uh, and, and, you know, actually putting myself there. Right. I, I really want to do that to challenge myself. But, you know, when I first started in my first year or two, they, I remember that. you probably remember <laughs> that I was a little green, a little wet behind the ears or whatever the saying is, but, uh, the, the, from an office perspective, you know, you kind of expect them to almost be robots out there. Hey, why didn't you drive 500 miles? You know, they're like, mm -hmm. and they're not, they're not robots. They can't every, there's so many variables out there that, that we, they, they can, we ask them to communicate as many as they can. Right. Um, but we have to be understanding and, and knowledgeable of some of that stuff to help, help make better the decisions and help drive relationships, right? Because there's so many things out there that go wrong. There's so and many things outside of our control. Outside of their control yeah. too. That's what I'm saying. I, I, when I say our, I'm including them. Yeah. Like there's so many things outside of our control. And so we have to be really aligned on the things that we can control. Right. That is how we're successful. That's how the successful companies out there, that's how successful relationships work, whether it's trucking or not, right? You have to focus on what you can, what you can control. And uh, I think, I think we're doing a lot better job driving that uh, in our organization here lately. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons that we're, we're moving the, ne the needle on some of the key stuff that we're watching. I have to say that I am uh, very invigorated with the new structure, the new mm -hmm. program, the new message that we are giving. A lot of companies out there will say we're safety first, and but they don't back it up. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've seen this company do it from many, yeah. many, many, many years yeah. ago. Um, but I have seen that get better and better every year. And just the last couple of years, it's very true. And it's very important. And I am all behind it because these are human beings out there. Yeah. You know, back in old school trucking, oh, just bring out your other logbook and drive another right. 400 miles. We need to get it there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the focus has moved from that to... The actual driver, which I'm 100% behind. Yeah, 100%. And it's 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 how we do it. It's and it's walking, you know, walking what you talk, right? Or talk walk the walk, walk the walk, and uh, you can't just talk it. And there's been times where where we've you know we've talked a little bit too much and maybe haven't backed it up with our actions, um, but we definitely are now. And uh, we are going to drive this company to be the the most the, the the safest company out there. And it's it's, it's the right thing to do. It's what we should all want. We all want the same thing at the end of the day. And, uh, we, we've got, we've got to do that. And we're, we're well on our way. We're doing a lot of really good things. We're putting up some really good numbers, but it's a little, we're our own worst enemy. Sometimes we could probably be twice as good right now if we would do 
the safety message every time. But it's easy. It's easy to be complacent sometimes. It is. It's like the number one. That's like one of the mo- the number one enemy that we face out there on the road. You know, drivers are doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And, and expecting it to change. Exactly. And it's you got you. It's easy to get complacent. So that's compl- complacency kills. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's what we have to be on top of, and that's why. That's why we preach. I'm sure you guys are like, oh, we, we talk about the same thing a little too much. Too bad. I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we have to, we have to continue to talk to it, whether it's myself. uh, And, uh, you know, we expect our, I mean, we're not going to sit here and tell you guys to, you know, not drive distracted and then us do it too. That's, that's, you can't, you can't do that, you know? Um, So, I, I agree. I I guess the long story, I rambled there for a second, but (laughs) I totally agree. The, the safety, the safety culture um, that we're driving towards and that we're instilling is, is super important. And it's very, it's very good. It's the right thing to do. I do hear some drivers sometimes say, well, I've never gotten in a ticket and I've never gotten an accident. And that scares me a little bit because like you said, complacency can be dangerous. They're lucky. Yeah. And yeah, it's better to be lucky than good sometimes, but you push the envelope too many times and eventually it's going to catch up to you. Never say never. Yeah, that it, is a dangerous statement for sure. And like, so we, I'll jump ahead here a second because you said something earlier that kind of reminded me of it. But you know what you said when you started the industry compared to what it is now, and so Brian Weiskup, uh, over the road driver, just got his million mile ring. That's great! Congratulations, which is awesome. By the way, which is insanely hard to do. There's Brian up there. Um, Wow, how long does it take to get a million miles? He's been with us about eight years, so around eight years to get that million so miles. So all those safe. million miles were with us. Yeah. Yep. Wow, congratulations! Yeah. That is a milestone for sure. Impressive. For sure, it's it's. I don't think. Yeah, it's There's hard a to wrap. I you. drive a desk. That's what I say. There's a reason I drive a desk. Nobody wants me out there. <laughs> it's hard to wrap your ha- your head around it. It's like around the the world like 29 times or something crazy like that. So, yeah, that's crazy. Good. It's, it's a good kind of crazy. Let's all be that crazy. Exactly. But he he said how much harder it is now to drive a truck out there than it was you know eight ten years ago. There's and more people on the road. There's more, more cars on the road. They treat drivers differently out on the road. Mm-hmm. I, I that definitely has changed and. You know, the, it, it, that, and that's, you can't control other people and their actions, but you can control yours. Like How that's, you react to it. That's that huge. is a hundred percent why we preach the safe six and that following distance is so important and driving slightly below the speed limit is so important. I mean, those, those things are what help us get there. So it was, it was kind of interesting to hear Brian, Brian say some of that stuff. For, for sure. sure. We've got some drivers that, um, I've been around a long time and I love to talk to them because they're, you know, back from my day, so to speak. And they, they can talk on the changes. They've seen the same changes. So that's kind of cool, but it's a different world now. I've, I've heard of drivers, you know, driving down the road and having people throw things at their truck. Yeah. And I'm like, you were the same people that were praising all of the truckers when COVID was delivered, when COVID was on and they were delivering your toilet paper. They were your heroes. And now you're throwing stuff at them. So, yeah, we all need to remember that, you know, drivers could survive without us. We couldn't survive without them. 100%. We'll figure that out. call somebody and get a load. We've got to figure out how to get that (laughs) back. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. We say that a lot on here. We've got to figure out a way as a country to, to get that back. Absolutely. For sure. I'll be the first in line. All right. Sounds good. You can lead. I'll be right behind you. Um, we got a couple. Wyatt Herp says hi. Um, we've got the traveling man. 
It was I, a traveling I, I don't know. I like it though. <laughs> Hirschbach was a great trucking company for me. Unfortunately, the loneliness is what made me assume another method of, of obtaining resources. Hirschbach treated its drivers <laughs> with dignity and respect. That's really good to hear. Yeah. Why it likes that they are not robots. Best comment I've heard in 33 year, years of trucking. Good comment. Or was that me? That or was you. you. Oh, no, I was <laughs> nice, nice job. I was trying to nice give you some props. Take some, take some credit. <laughs> That's all right. I'll take it. Um, yeah, it's, it's totally true. Why it's totally true. So, um, the challenge is to for the drive for us on our side not to be complacent and think that as well, right? It's funny that the robot thing. So we do a lot of things back behind the scenes with math, and I call it planner math. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I threw that out at you and everybody else. There's a difference between planner math and reality. Sure. Oh, 500 miles. This is so many hours. Oh, unless you're going through Atlanta, right? Or unless you know you're running into this big old hurricane down in the southwest, or maybe or construction zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many things. So, yeah, for sure, not sure. robots. All right, cool. Well, I'll wrap up. I think we're we're getting anything else you wanted to talk about? In no, I think that that cool. does it. I could talk all day. You yeah, know we could. This could be a three-hour Joe Rogan type <laughs> podcast. I'm sure we got to keep ours a little shorter. Um, I'll just wrap up with, with freight and service like usual. Uh, very, very strong week for miles last week. I'm sure you noticed that Danny uh, was like one of our highest miles per truck of the year last week, and we are right on pace with that this week. Um, Obviously, we always we usually see a little bit of a pre-holiday surge, um, so we'll we'll see if that's a pre. I, I think based on the freight levels we're seeing next week already, even with that day off, it looks like we're picking up a little bit. So I've got my. I think I, I've got some a good feeling about kind of as we get through the rest of September here. So. I'm super excited because you know, drivers were getting a little not depressed, but uh, yeah. you know, freight slow and sure. miles are low, and I've seen it creeping up you know, really quickly here in the last couple of weeks. It's not, you know, barn buster, but we are definitely headed in the right direction. And that makes me so excited to see those numbers go from underbooked to overbooked. Yep. You know, so I feel like we're through the roughest part. We're over the hump and yeah, right back in the and direction where we need to be. It's not just us. You know, there's other publications, oh, yeah. other trucking companies out there saying that the starting to see it tick up a little bit. Um, so Good, good things ahead, I think. So let's continue uh, continue that. And uh, as I say almost every episode, the best way to get freight in here is to deliver our current stuff on time. On time. So 97.5% service last week on the over-the-road side. So far this week, we're at 96.8. Um, so that's very good. Uh, let's continue to push that up. We want to be 97, 98 every single week. we got to take care of our, our customers out there. So uh, with that, keep up the great work. Let's finish the weekend strong. Busy holiday week. Be careful out there. I'm working. I'll and, be here uh, for you. Sounds good. Dan will be here. She'll answer every call that you guys call in <laughs> with. And uh, as usual, send me any topics or questions you guys might have. And uh, look forward to uh, seeing you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks. Bye.